0: To the M2 Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Anthony My co-host right here is J.K. Heath, Kyle Heath. How's it going, dude? How you been? Um, this is the show where we cover all gaming industry-related news, but today's episode is more of like a special of what we learned at the last year, kind of reflecting on the past year, and as you can see, we're, we're decked out for the holiday season, because it is, obviously, we're December. We're not far away from the holidays, not far away from the new year, and uh, yeah, so Kyle... You want to tell the people what we got planned? You want to tell them what you've been up to the last
1: like week? Yeah, dude. You have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is indeed the last episode of the year, so it, it's only it fitting, is. I think, that we won't see you guys again before the holidays. Sure. So like, we gotta, we gotta, we have the sweaters on to make it, gotta make it <laughs> holiday cheer. It's it's crazy too, cause like, I just like Christmas is what like two weeks away, and I'm just like, it just doesn't feel like it. <laughs> it's wild, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, does, not, dude. Uh, does it's... not feel like the holidays i feel like i don't see because i'm just like you know so heads down with work and stuff and like whatever what all is going on that i just haven't really seen much christmas stuff <laughs> but again that is me working um from home and then you know having to do you know so much stuff so crazy oh, yeah. craziness so far this month um but yeah it should slow down uh kind of next week and then going in the holidays is pretty good but uh, you know, this week, the, the games I played, you know, it was really just, um, I think, uh, I, I think for the most part, it was really just like Call of Duty. I was playing some more of the zombies, but I also hopped into, uh, some of the new Warzone stuff with Warzone Resurgence. Um, hmm. so it's like a new mode. It, it's, what's nice is like this Resurgence mode is kind of like a, uh, I don't know if you played it, but it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a, uh, kind of a respawn mode with Warzone where it's like you, um, it's a smaller map. It's a much more fast paced game. And um, it's like a more fast-paced version, but you get, like, certain respawns. um, And then after a certain point in the match, um, if your squad gets either fully eliminated or, you know, after a certain point, respawns are disabled, then you have to, like, buy people back, and it gets more intense. But essentially gives pretty you, cool. like, yeah, it gives you kind of, like, your team sort of, like, a grace period <laughs> kind of throughout most of the beginning. And this zone, of course, gets smaller and smaller. It's, it's a much faster-paced war zone with respawning for the first, like, section, so uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, and it's like kind of a, it's a different tickle war zone that I prefer over like standard war zone. So yeah, it was fun. We want to uh, play with some, some of the boys. We won a couple games, you know, felt good. Felt for okay, good. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that was, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know, especially right now, like, um, I definitely over kind of this break and we're off. I certainly hope to play some, uh, some catch up on some single player stuff, but especially, I don't know, just right now, it's just been a lot of like, you know, just playing some stuff with the boys uh, more people, I guess, are available right now, so follow that. Yeah, I don't but yeah,
0: that's a good, that's a good point. A lot of the times around the holidays, you get some people that they're not working; they got some time off, so you actually get to like see them, you know, or yep. like just their business or like whatever industry they're in slows down. I feel like everybody's industry slows down around this time, except for like logistics
1: mm, and yeah. uh,
0: <laughs> and sales. <laughs> like, yeah. No. those people, like retail sales, like there's they're ruined right now. Yeah, it's like um, the worst time of
1: year. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty very, brutal. It's very true, though, man. Especially towards the end of the year. Like, I know that last week is going to be a lot of, uh, it, the last week, especially, is going to be pretty slow, I'm sure, for at least my side of things. So,
0: oh, mine um, too, dude. I got like half a week next week, I think. I think yeah. so.
1: Maybe a yeah. week after. I don't even know, but yeah, I'm just chilling. Yeah. You get two days off and then we get two more, I think, um, you know, the week after that. So it's a lot of off time, too. But yeah. Um, hopefully some of that time I'll get to use to, uh, you know, do some single player stuff. So, <laughs> excited about I that. Can, man.
0: But yeah. Um, I'm excited for you.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be good to get in that and get some time off. Especially, like, from the show. I mean, it's gonna, you know, since we're not doing it, you know, in the next little bit, it's gonna free up a night, I think, for both of us. So, <laughs> it's kind of just like, alright. Yeah, it,
0: it will definitely help out with us being Canes fans. We'll actually get to watch <laughs> the games. Because <laughs> sometimes we're, like, we're recording on nights where the games are happening, and then we, like, join up third period yep. and depending on how well the canes are doing we're just like ah, do we stay do we yep. not
1: i mean um, I, look, I could
0: talk about the canes all day if i wanted to. i mean
1: look look mike like the thing about the canes though it's like how many out of the last like six or seven we've won like what, one or two like it's just been yeah it's really here, bad
0: man. so so they won the last game they just won they play thursday so we're recording on wednesday for people that aren't aware they they won on tuesday and then they lost four in a row before then. So it's Easy. been it's been rough. They lost the last the last game they lost, they it was an away game and the team, this is what I love, like esports needs to do this too because people are like really soft. I think like if a lot of people have a bad performance at a tournament level and they'll just give up on the team and they won't try to fix it. But obviously if they're contractually obligated like they are in real sports, like <laughs> yeah. they stay. Um there's not much you can do about a full season. So Those guys had a players-only away locker room meeting to have, like, essentially a come-to-Jesus with each other of, hey, we're we're much better than this, get it together. And I love hearing about that. Not that, like, things are bad. I don't want them ever to have that, but just the mentality of trying to fix something. I think that's inspiring, even if it doesn't work. I mean, it's good that the next game they played, they won. But (laughs) it's like... It's just good to see in sports, and I think you see that in esports too. Like people doing timeouts and going in the back room for like four, fifteen yeah. minutes. They're grouping together and they come out and just smash everybody. Yeah, no. I've seen that a couple of times. It's yeah, like, it's like those. heck yeah,
1: dude! <laughs> uh, it's almost like a halftime adjustment. It's kind of like you know you get exactly, yeah. To a little bit, just, you know, yeah, game plan. So, it's
0: like, yo, yeah. this is their game plan. This is what they're doing, and then they like give directions of which each individual person needs to do. There's yeah. a famous one. That's going to uh it was on csgo and it was the coach he he got down like he called a timeout and he gathered his whole team around like behind the table and he got on the ground and started drawing out what to do he drew out the map and he <laughs> told each one of his guys to go turn it they ended up winning was <laughs> so man. sick i i'm i'm sure there's some people maybe listening that are big csgo fans they know what i'm talking about. Um, it was an entire series I watched on coaching when I was doing that for Halo Infinite. I was like trying to find people that are successful coaches and they make YouTube channels. So I was going and like checking out their stuff and trying to learn from them. Yeah. But that was very interesting stuff.
1: But I digress a little bit. Yeah. Um, hey, that's what it is. Um, yeah, dude, we got a got a bit of a crazy episode. I think it'll be a little all over the place. But yeah, I mean, it's just you know, um, yeah, there's not. I don't think there was, like, too much story-wise, I mean, because Game Awards just happened, so it's kind of like, you know, it's like the week after yeah. that, it's kind of just like, all right, I think we're, like, mellowing out with news, and it kind of gets a little quiet, but, there's, I mean, there's a couple things that happen, which we will give updates on um, to some stories kind of throughout the year, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, th- this really, this episode is just going to be kind of a way to just highlight sort of, you know, a lot of the, I think the, the, um, the higher points of the stories we covered this year, um, I, I know we talked before the episode Mike about there's like certainly themes I think throughout this year, like probably positive and negative, whether it was like the year of the handheld, like you were saying like yeah you know, and all that and kind of the amount of handhelds that came out this year. Um, this is also I, I would say the year of the layoff. I mean, there were so many layoffs yeah, this that's... year and a lot of economic correction I think around the industry. Um, which, you know, is it's unfortunate and you know, it's something we don't like seeing, but I think it was kind of just reality of, you know, the Kind of the industry sort of leveling out from all the, the uh, pandemic hiring. I'm sure it was probably part of it.
0: But yeah, I mean, I so there's,
1: so. there's certainly these and stuff like that, which we will cover um, at some point. I know I sort of have... I put together kind of my... What I felt were kind of the top five articles of the year that I thought were the most interesting, kind of most sort of either off the wall or just, you know, unexpected. Um, So I have some of that. And we also have like a bunch of superlatives we'll go over about like, you know, kind of what was the... Which episode did the best in terms of like, and it's mostly in YouTube. but Like, which episode did the best? Which one, you know, um, did get the you know least amount of views? What was the shortest episode? What was the longest and uh, stuff like that? Uh, and we also have kind of what which segments and shorts uh, did the best, which we'll cover as well, um, at a certain point. But but yeah, it's uh, there's a lot uh, there's a lot of ground to cover, Mike. But I'm sure we can uh get through it and reminisce to go down a uh, memory yeah. lane a little bit.
0: See, yeah and i fun. think also what we should mention is like it's kind of a way to say thank you to the people yeah. that listen and oh, like because yeah. we are this is still obviously a new thing we're just keeping it going and like getting a good routine i feel like and yeah. i think only from here things can get better so yeah
1: and, and we even talk about you know i mean I, I think it's worth talking about you know, some of the stuff we want to try and do next year and um, you oh, know, because yeah. I certainly I, I know there's some things this year like I know for one like we didn't do a guest episode at all this year and that's something like I want to get back to doing next year I'm trying to get True. people on and just get like just get some you know different faces around and you know, just you know learn about different people maybe even you I, know yeah. ask some people to come back get some returning guests it's been because like by that time you know next year it'll be kind of like two years since we've you know actually caught up with some of these people so there would be a lot of updates I'm sure that's a good point
0: yeah yeah, we could definitely do that. Bring people back on, and uh, I, I like the idea of guest episodes. I also like the idea of doing uh, live streams for the pod. I think that could be yeah, be fun. Yeah, yeah. I we think it's suited format. for it.
1: You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, you know, kind of as the year goes on, there's definitely some paths we want to take. Um, I know for one, um, this this kind of pertains. I like. I, I want to go over this first because I think this is sort of like kind of a closure we got a, we got an article this week um that came out about the day before which was like an mmo zombie yeah. game um and i i had the episode here this is episode three like so this is like at the start of towards the start of the year we covered um this mmo um because it got delayed for eight months due to alleged trademark <laughs> issues <laughs> that's kind of the original article yeah um and you know at the time i i like i re-watched him at the segment and at the time i know both of us were kind of like you know something doesn't add up right like it it seems like you know for a trademark to delay a game eight months it seems a little extreme it seems like there's something else going on because like we even made the i know i made the comment at one point about like how does this like not like if you have a trademark issue like how does this like come across your desk and then all of a sudden it's like the end of the world and it's like something that wasn't settled kind of at the yeah early stage of the development process right so yeah i mean um we talk we talk about some of that and kind of you know what's it, it was interesting kind of what was going on there. I know there's some gameplay footage that was released too and kind of you know I we you and I watched some videos from around kind of the release when it actually came out this week of what people's thoughts were and you know it was you know at the time it was like initially revealed I think it was kind of supposed to be some like really cool like MMO and like Unreal Engine and it was like it was you know previewing these cool like technical enhancements but um yeah least to say uh though unfortunately this did not uh end well because <laughs> there, was nope. a, uh, there was a later article that came out. Um, Forbes had this and a couple of other publications, but uh, the actual developer of Day Before um, shut down four days after launching <laughs> this, uh, this title. Um, fantastic, fantastic, I don't even know what, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, yeah, I, I won't read the entire article, but essentially um, it, kind of the reception was, you know, they, they, they put out a statement and, um, they're, they're, so the, the developer, fantastic, when you want to say fantastic, they put out a statement saying, um, this was a tweet, by the way, just a random tweet on December 11th. They said, uh, today we announced a closure of our studio. Unfortunately, the day before has failed financially and we lack the funds to continue. All income received is being used to pay off debts to our partners. That was like the first line <laughs> of this. And it's like, and this they're saying, and like, I read this statement and I'm just, like, immediately I was like. Like when did this game come out? Because like I, I feel like this <laughs> game like, never came out, and they're sitting there saying that it failed financially, and it's like they they almost imply that it's like oh it's been out for a year and it just flopped, but it's like it, it failed before it could even get out the gate. Like I don't like yeah. it. It was very confusing. Um, and yeah, they 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 talk about they well we invest all our resources, our efforts, and to try and develop this, and because it was their first huge game, quote unquote, and. And yeah, it's uh, um, it's like it's really interesting too, because like they say all this and all that, and so I'm like, my my immediate thoughts were like when I heard this of like, okay, what, like did this game come out one and two? How is the game actually? Um, and you know, from seeing videos and looking around the internet, it didn't take long for me to figure out that uh, the game was literally like unfinished to an immense degree. <laughs> it's just like
0: it was very clear too what off the videos we saw. Yeah. Um
1: it, it was it's just a completely different product than what was advertised. It was broken and just totally unfinished. And the worst part is they were charging $40 for this game. Um yeah, that's wild. Which it, like you, you know I'm sure this is going to set records for like the most refunded game on Steam. And That's not an exaggeration. I mean, this thing is it, just go watch any video on it, and it is just bad. Like you just see the gameplay; it is so lifeless, and just um, there's so many bugs. Like there's a bug here of like this guy just stretched out across the environment. Yeah, the city landscape looks cool, like from a high level standpoint of like all the buildings and stuff. Um, I know I was joking with you. I there, there's a shop in the game that I saw in a video called the ukulele center and it's literally just guitar center, like the logo, but yeah. just ukulele. So it's like, they just ripped guitar. <laughs> that's c- the, I, I, the, yeah,
0: yeah. That that was the trademark issue.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They wanted to put guitar center in there. Um, but yeah, needless to say, uh, across, I, I just thought this was like the funniest review, but there's, there was tons of reviews. IGN gave it a whopping one out of 10. Um, and that's, and that's not a joke. It's a legit that's one out brutal. of 10. Um, and uh, Gabriel Moss did a review of it. He, his, the review video is pretty interesting, but he essentially, the gist of it was, the day before is easily one of the worst games I've ever played, to the point where I'm afraid to continue running it on my PC. And if you didn't manage to try it, you can count yourself as one of the lucky ones. That was this kind of general, like, That's gist of his wild. review. Um, yeah, and it's... It's just like, do you want to read more? <laughs> I, yeah, and... I don't know. It's so funny, too, because, like, uh, people, tons of people reported, like, performance issues. They couldn't launch the game properly. Like, it was bugging out their, like, display and everything whenever they try to launch it. So, like, they had to do extra things. And all the characters and stuff are completely lifeless. Don't make any sense. The zombies, it's supposed to be, like, a bunch of zombies around there. The zombies are, like,
0: there's none.
1: There's, like, none. And if if you do happen to find a couple, they're either super buggy or they just, like, slowly run after you. It's, like, you can just jog away from them. It's, like,. The AI's AI non-existent either, so it's like, um yeah, it's <laughs> I don't know, man. It looks pretty rough. You can see some of the gameplay, and it's just, uh yeah, yeah it
0: the looks say, are very delayed. Yeah,
1: um, and there's also people just dying from like, cause I think PvP's supposed to be in it, and there was people just dying from like no, <laughs> like no player in sight. They were just drop dead from like a sniper shot or something. It's like super confusing. Um, but yeah, uh, it's I. I almost want to say it's safe to say that it probably wasn't a trademark issue Mike I don't <laughs> I don't know it's uh no not I, looking good chief yeah I don't think so either I mean I I
0: watched I think it's actually pretty funny because a week ago or more before the game was released I had watched a video from GameRanks and he has something like close to 5 million subscribers now on YouTube pretty big like well-known creator and he does top 10, like, rankings of games of, like, to be excited for. And one of them I saw was, like, top 10 zombie games coming out soon.
1: Damn.
0: And Days Gone was... E- or uh, not Days Gone. Uh, the day before was either fifth or fourth on the ranking. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that looks really good. And then, like, I Googled it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm like, I'm checking it out. I was like, I also remembered you and I, like, reco- uh, covered it on the show. Damn. And then... Literally, like, two, three days later, after the game comes out, I watch a Game Ranks video, the one that you linked, mm-hmm. and he just destroys it. Like, <laughs> I, I've been watching that man's videos for, like, three or four years now. And he, I'd never seen him so emotional, like, in an angry sense. Like, mm-hmm. he he felt the $40 that he had to pay, <laughs> and it wasn't working. You he know. was just ripping it to shreds, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't seen, like... <laughs> like, Dude. this type of like public bashing in a long time yeah and on it the other thing to mention that announcement that was on twitter from uh fantastic games was so, getting memed about by all the other people all the other developers that make games i mean remember that
1: yeah you i see mean, it too well yeah because it was that did they do that with this because i saw i remember the gta one right they like me the announcement um yeah yeah I no they did see, it with but, that oh, okay yeah, they, i didn't see
0: that yeah yeah they basically were saying uh if you if you see at the bottom, it says like their
1: their, their timeline their, is their like timeline. when they
0: opened, when they released other games, and like when this one came out, they were doing that, but with like other zombie games, like when we started <laughs> and then it's just like, st- and then it was like today still exists. Like crazy. <laughs> oh <my God>. So <laughs> oh, I hope, dude. I hope that's a meme that I saw and I have like some type of uh, like recall bias that's incorrect. Cause I, that just be wild to see other studios bashing another studio for going out of business. <laughs>
1: Oh man, it would be pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean another thing I know too is like looking at the gameplay. There's virtually no UI, and that's something like I oh, initially yeah. noticed. Like there's like you're literally just like there's no it's health, a, there's no stamina bar, there's there's no map, yeah. there's nothing. Like you're just walking. To be around honest, like yeah. I I kind of like that a little bit. Yeah, I mean I guess maybe if it's like hyper survival or whatever, maybe like you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. UI is very minimal though. It's uh interesting say the least. But yeah. Uh Definitely not worth the money. And uh, I would not recommend anybody buy this no. <laughs> to try and uh help pay off their debts. Because uh, this is a unfinished product to the nth degree. So. So, yeah, yeah, somebody somebody once
0: one. said it was supposed to be a uh, escape from Tarkov third, point, third person point of view with zombies and PvP elements. And that is not what it
1: was. Yeah, like, at all. I think it's supposed to be <laughs> so. an extraction shooter, I guess of some sort. But yeah. Oh, man. It is a fat 1 out a 10, though, Mike, and uh, that is definitely probably one of the more interesting storylines um, that <laughs> we have uh, that came full circle just the week of our review episode, so um, very interesting stuff there. And yeah, did not age well. Um, yeah, I guess we can go over some quick superlatives before we get into kind of some of the bigger articles of the year. Um, talk about some of this stuff. On the YouTube, Mike, episode 35 of the season was our highest viewed episode and uh is our, yeah. our, our best episode i think um episode 35 uh being the none other than the Lenovo Legion Go which is also that <laughs> we had a review, we had kind of had an overview of that from the article um that was also our highest viewed short um uh i'm sorry highest viewed segment of the year um that was we got like just a whopping 1700 plus views on that segment alone uh, going over that That's, you know, yeah a lot of, it's wild
0: that episode in particular was probably one of our best because the Legion go came out, which is something very interesting that Lenovo put yep. together. Um, the Ravens relocated, I believe they are they a COD team? There were the so, London yeah. Ravens initially, and they relocated to Charlotte, yep. which is where I live. That's awesome. So I was really excited about that. And then the SAG AFTRA, the, uh, I forgot what it all stands for. It's an acronym. Yeah, it's basically it's, an it's like, yeah, it's an actor's guild. And they were on strike over the AI legalities. So they were talking yeah. about like how AI, and it was also starting to affect um, actors, programmers, designers in video games. So that was pretty interesting to cover. And then of course, Starfield and like yeah. what was coming out yeah. of there.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it was around the time too. I mean, we wore our good old uh, Panthers jerseys. I think it was around the time of the football season started too. And then like the Charlotte thing in there yeah. to correlate it. That was cool. Um,
0: oh yeah man yeah I are the so thing, optimistic
1: the only thing that didn't age well was the panthers like in that episode let's be honest um, it's the only thing my my panthers that, takes
0: yeah. my panthers takes always age well though i told yeah. you we what were what gonna I be hate trash what does i hate say? i didn't man? think they were gonna be this bad i i thought they were gonna win four games and i don't think they're gonna win two at yeah, this point but it's, yeah
1: it's rough yeah it's but. rough and i would get depressed if we continue to talk about that um <laughs> That's a good point. Um, that was
0: a good. That was a good episode overall, though. And people don't yeah. tune in for us to talk about sports anyway. Yeah, exactly. Let's see sports. Yeah. Even that. Um. Yeah.
1: Kind of. Kind of our least viewed. Some of our least viewed episodes. I noticed were kind of like towards the beginning. Like we obviously, I, I always think those first few do pretty well, and then kind of you know episode like six, seven, eight. That's kind of when it's like oh, okay, you know, that's when the real yeah. people. You understand? That's when the real viewers stay. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you. It's on the real I mean, ones. It's on the real ones, baby. Um. So yeah, those kind of our kind of our least dip, you know, biggest dip of the year, um, the shortest episode this year. We did not get one sub one hour episode this year, Mike. Not one. Uh, <laughs> we got a we got a nice one. Kind of wild. One hour, one minute, uh, almost one hour and two minutes, um, on episode eight. That was kind of our shortest. And then uh, our longest episode was actually last week episode 48 the game awards that was nearly two hours <laughs> which that one
0: um, yeah. yeah that one was pretty long I, I wasn't expecting it to be that long i was expecting about like an hour 15 an hour 20 but i think mm-hmm. we just kept talking about everything and that we were excited about yeah so
1: <laughs> we always we always underestimate how much value we can provide you know what i'm saying like how much 100%. content we can provide you know mm. it probably yeah. helps
0: too that we get more and more comfortable with um just being on the pod talking to each other and stuff
1: yeah very true. Uh, yeah, the the most viewed short of the year is one of my favorites, and that was uh, when you were going, you were attempting to show the dust that had built up in your PC, and oh, you, like, yeah. the USB <laughs> port, and the mic completely bugged out, and so RTX Voice was, like, just, like, trashed, and so, yeah, it was uh it was yeah, it un- exploded. Un- yeah, it was bad. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I took that, memed it out through the TikTok, and we got, like, over 5K views on the TikTok, <laughs> so, oh, uh, was pretty heck, good. Heck yeah! <laughs> that stuff. Uh, um, yeah, but that that was kind of I, honestly. I think it's like all the superlatives. I did, wasn't really too much else in that regard. Kind of those like the oh, main well, points, I think, minus like the articles, which we can't get into. Um, yeah, I man. I got. I
0: think I had some more that I could probably add to it. Uh, so you got. Well, we could talk, yeah, so superlative, just from the audio format, because what you were referring to is pretty much everything on YouTube. Right. So Spotify, uh, we were heard in four countries. We're also on every single audio platform. We were recently added to, I think it was like Podcast Addict or something like that. I actually have it listed. Hold on. Let me, I'm on the analytics page right now. If I scroll if it shows me um that'd be fantastic show
1: me show me the money
0: um shoot it's not wait here we go audience there we go that's what i was looking for so yeah we recently got added to yeah podcast attic i've never set that up but we're literally on everything um it's pretty cool to see. Like, people are actually starting to use TuneIn again. They found us on there. Oh, nice. And I was pretty I was pretty surprised by that. Usually, most of our traffic comes through either Pandora, uh, any web browser. Web browsers are super popular. Podcast Attic is a new one. Google Podcasts. Of course, Spotify um, is on this list because this is where the analytics are coming from after Spotify went ahead and bought out uh, Anchor, where we originally located and set up. So we're heard in four different countries, according to Spotify, 58% is located in the USA. So it's pretty cool. We got some people outside of the country. Maybe um, they can give us some of their thoughts and opinions on our our dumb American brains. <laughs> and it's cool to see. The other thing that's worth, worth mentioning is this is the year that Spotify allowed us to upload videos and created Spotify video. So we have 42 videos out of the possible 48 this being um, 49, okay. that would be audio format. So once they had that enabled, I just started uploading. I was like, screw yeah. it, let's go. Let's go. Um, I'll give you the top three episodes that we had on audio format, which was the Zim Banhammer episode 13. They're actually, actually episode 13, 12, and 10 in order. That would be the Zim Banhammer, the Aces handheld, uh, PS2 Vista, uh, Vita 2. W- Remember, it was a uh, PlayStation Vita 2 is what they thought it was going to be, but it ended up being the PlayStation Portal. Yeah. Um the April Games release in Fortnite, Resident Evil four was announced. Uh and then Epic Games was fined by I believe PS5 or something. No, we actually have this on the list that we can talk about. But yeah, Epic Games was fined. That was on there. And uh Twitch CEO Emmett Shear leaving. Those were um, the main audio ones there. Not sure. And also we grew sixty six percent in followers. Which is pretty sick. I love that.
1: Welcome, everyone. Strong. Welcome in. Wait, you think we stopping this year? we ain't oh. stopping, baby. We're going on no, next sir. year as well. So crazy. where
0: do you want to go into next? Do you want to talk about your top five articles?
1: Yeah, I think we could go through that. Um, kind of talk okay. about, you know, kind of the top five I thought of this year. Again, this is kind of just the top five. Not necessarily like, you know, biggest articles, but ones I found intriguing or ones that are different or ones that I thought were most impactful kind of thing. So. Gotcha. Go through all of this stuff and I didn't even tell Mike my list even though we kind of have like a giant bullet point list that kind of sort of handpicked a few so I, I'm sure very
0: curious to see if we match up um, yeah.
1: on our list so um, top five for me which we actually didn't like formally cover in an episode but it was kind of the biggest sort of it, it was another kind of closure kind of towards the end of the year of an article that had been ongoing since we started the pod or since the start of season three I guess Um so, yeah Microsoft actually did complete the Activision Blizzard acquisition. Um and now, you know, COD's part of Xbox and you know, we have King, we have, you know, all these <laughs> kind of developers under the wing now. Um so it, it was good to see a lot of that. I you know, the D- The Verge is one of the outlets that reported it. It was October thirteenth when it was official, kind of when the court case sort of ended and uh CMA approved it and everything. So um we got a we got a nice uh got nice video and stuff from Xbox kind of showcasing all the IPs now. Um and yeah, it's uh, it's it's really interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff in this article too. This Verge article. There was a uh, they did a uh, the Xbox First Party Studios organization, which is essentially just a giant uh, <laughs> a giant chart of every just, single um. Just dev so here. wild. Yeah, which is insane. I mean, you got the Bethesda Wing, you got Xbox Game Studios, you got Activision, you got Blizzard and King, and all this other stuff. It's just all under one umbrella. All the COD studios and all that. Um, Yeah it's going to Game Pass. Yeah, all of this. Going to Game Pass. Um yeah, but it's gonna be interesting to see. I I think uh I mean obviously the deal went through, but I think the fruits of this deal are gonna really come into play until next year in twenty twenty five. I think next couple of years is when we're really gonna see a lot of like um especially Game Pass kind of ascend to a new (laughs) level, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So yeah, but it's good to see this and I, I can't wait till we find out more throughout the year next year. kind of where this is going to go so yeah yeah i think
0: one of the things i'm most excited about the the acquisition is what phil spencer said after uh the purchase went through officially because like for a while he kept like jumping around kind of hinting and saying things but he kind of he sort of made it official with the announcement that they they now own it and now they're going to join forces and this is the plan the one of the first things he said wasn't even about putting it all on Game Pass, although we're expecting that. I don't even think he said it directly that it's all going to be on Game Pass. I think what the main thing he said was he wants to give the resources to the developers to create games they want to create. Yeah. So if oh, it yeah. if it involves bringing back back an IP that hasn't existed for like ten plus years, he's like, do it. And yeah, I like, think that's baby. really, I think that's really cool because you can start bringing back like old titles that we haven't seen in a very long time, and then they'll have the support. Hopefully, right? This is all being hopeful of like a publisher that's like, yeah, go ahead, do your developer thing, make a fantastic game. That's all yeah. I care about.
1: Make some new IPs. And that's really cool. Grab some.
0: That bags. too. Yeah, take a risk. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, take a risk. Um, it seems like the only ones taking risks are the indie devs.
1: <laughs> yeah, because they had nothing to lose, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez. And they ain't got no higher ups commanding them and telling them what to do. You know what I'm saying? Facts. It's going to be independent. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was that was sort of my number five. If it's kind of just you know. Activision Blizzard, I'm excited for to see where this goes, but yeah, it's cool to see uh, a deal was officially able to be made, and um, all the streaming rights deals and stuff that also went along with this, you know, sending stuff to Ubisoft and letting them host, but I say it's really interesting, so yeah, there's a lot of intricacies in that, which we covered throughout the year, but it's cool to see that kind of close out towards the end of the year, for sure. Um, my number four, which I, I wrote a little bit kind of on this as well, kind of a little more context, but uh, my number 4 was the was Image here leaving Twitch. That was kind of my Ooh, <laughs> I, yeah. I think uh I think this this was towards the, this was in March as well. So it's kind of you know towards the beginning of the year there was a lot year. of stuff
0: happening yeah. Um,
1: yeah, there was a lot going on but Image here officially kind of stepped down and left Twitch and um yeah, I think you know I think for the most part it was kind of like personal reasons they wanted to leave but but I know for kind of us for those of you been listening to the podcast and I know Mike's voice his opinion I kind of I voice mine as well of just like there was not there was not a lot of innovation and stuff going on at Twitch to push the platform in a positive direction. I felt like, um, I agree. Yeah. So uh, him stepping down was kind of uh, I think you know you know it, it you know it's you know whether he's I don't think was like forced out or anything, but I think to some people it's like okay, this is a chance for Twitch to like seriously grow. I think. Um, but yeah, I wrote a little bit of context and a little bit of kind of what happened to him as Shear kind of after this has gone out because you know he joined the board and everything. But so he stepped down as CEO from Twitch. Um, and ever since then, the, the platform has made improvements, right? I mean, we saw most recently um, they're allowing multi-streaming, right, to other platforms. Yeah. So now you're not restricted to just Twitch.
0: I think that's a product of them being forced to allow that. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're starting to lose some market share to YouTube. Like YouTube, I, I was watching YouTube streams today. I was watching Tim the Tap and Dr. Disrespect. They had like 50,000 people watching them concurrently. That's more than any major streamer that's on Twitch, like consistently. Yeah. And I think I think more and more people, specifically younger people, are more comfortable using YouTube and watching live streams than they are going to Twitch at this yeah. point
1: in time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I think I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, I mean, I still use Twitch every now and again, but. I think you know, um, like especially with, like the Game Awards and stuff. I, the biggest thing for me, like, yeah. I wanted I watched that stream on YouTube not only because it's 4K streaming, but also just because it's um, like there was no ads because I have YouTube Premium, so I'm like I'm not <laughs> I don't sure. have to worry like I'm already paying for their service. So it's like, wait, you were watching it on that. Twitch or YouTube? Well, YouTube you, is where you I was watching Twitch. it. Um, yeah, okay. if I said that, sorry, if I said Twitch. I was watching it on YouTube. Um, and it had 4K streaming, but also I didn't. I have YouTube Premium, so no ads. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that that was I mean that's a huge benefit for me too. Like if from watching a stream, I don't get hit with a ton of ads because I'm paying for the YouTube premium service. Um but yeah, so it's interesting stuff there. Um also and this is kind of a little it's kind of a little um uh, this is I thought an interesting sort of like side uh you know side thing that happened after like long after he left. Um in November so on November nineteenth, Image here was named the interim CEO of OpenAI following the yeah. removal of Sam Altman by the board two days earlier. On November 21st, so just what, two days later, an agreement was reached to reinstate Altman as CEO. Um, it was previously reported that Ibit had threatened to resign as CEO if the board cannot provide evidence to support Altman's removal. So there was like a whole drama thing that went on at OpenAI. Yeah. Um, and so he was brought in, but then immediately taken out. He was like, "I don't know why I'm here when you have when Sam Altman like Yeah, what did you do wrong?" Kind of thing. I guess. Um, I, I yeah.
0: totally get that though, because it's like if you're not going to tell me what happened. I don't want to be here because that means like the board will just do the same thing to you. Right. right yeah. It's like, it should be a very public, you get rid of the CEO spontaneously like that. There needs to be a reason. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. I also like, I love the term of interim CEO. It's almost like a, so it's almost like a, like an NFL team. <laughs> like you have your interim I know. Like, interim GM or your interim head coach. Cause you fired the So <laughs> I thought that was a weird kind of, I thought it was kind of funny, but an interim CEO, it's interesting, but, um, but yeah. So yeah, kind of a little bit after image here left, that was kind of a, you Know that that was the last time I saw him in the news <laughs> was for the open AI stuff. Um, I think outside of that, he's been keeping pretty low as far as I know. Um, kind of just to you know on the board, probably, and you know, give it suggestions, but he's not running the ship. Uh, and yeah, we, we're getting some more features now. I, I saw like I, I'm pretty sure it was added a while ago. I also saw like Twitch stories and stuff like that now. So people are like posting, like, I don't know, they're going live stories and whatnot. I don't know how like, much I really care for that or would use it, but <laughs> I don't know, it's interesting. It's good to trying stuff, yeah. you know, it's like for the longest time. yeah. yeah
0: I, I feel like that those features are almost. You know, it's like, do you really need that? Are you trying to make Instagram now? Like no. <laughs> they're starting to add. I don't know. I it's good that they're finally doing something. Obviously, Emmett Shear leaving seems to have kicked something into high gear where they're like actually innovating, doing more things, which is good. But I don't know. I, I, I still feel like Twitch is on the decline and it has been for yeah. quite a while.
1: It takes a lot to run these uh, services. They wouldn't be cutting the sub revenue, Mike. They were making a profit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, cutting that's... back on what they're giving and stuff. I'm just, I'm just saying. You're like go from 35 to 50 It's crazy over there. You know, they, they still got a lot to figure out. I know it's not cheap and all that, but hey, a step in the right direction, I think, after a cheer uh, step down. So interesting stuff there i I thought it was an interesting article it's one that stood out one that stood out to me um my number three um which we had mentioned briefly too before the podcast was um the ES the esrb uh facial recognition stuff yeah that uh that that hit this was also your birthday birthday. it was a birthday episode too (laughs) hey you know what i'm saying it's my birthday uh episode 29 and we covered this um the esrb they want to start using facial scanning technology to check people's ages, um, which is so wild. Which is why, yeah, I mean, which, like, hearing that out loud, it's like, whoa, it's crazy. Um, again, we reported this back in July. There has been no headway made with this. I don't even know if they've, like, brought it for approval or anything or whatnot, but I, I guess they still want to do it, but it's been pretty much radio silent, I feel like, since this was proposed, I guess. Um so, like, nothing's kind of gone into effect. and Who knows if anything will go into effect? Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, it's it's very interesting stuff, but also kind of, like, I don't know, a little scary maybe? I don't know. Maybe that's the way to describe it. It's, it's weird. I,
0: I feel like it's inevitable. I, I do. And I think I even said that in the episode, but I, I'm not comfortable with it yet. I think it'll take some, take some time to get people okay with the fact that, like, hey, they're going to scan you now. I mean, imagine. Remember the uh, Xbox Connect Always On feature, and how people just straight up didn't buy the device—the first Xbox One. They're like, "No, I'm, that has the Connect that is always running." And they proved it too. They pulled out like the infrared cameras and it shows all the dots on the wall. And, yeah. Like, it's <laughs> uh, like cool. Yeah. It's motion sensor. It's awesome. Whatever. But it's also using facial identification. I, if I remember correctly, you could like walk up in front and then be like, "Xbox, turn on," and it would see your face and then sign in up based on your profile. it's crazy remember that
1: i think that's what it was yeah i don't remember i can't remember but um yeah i mean it's interesting stuff i mean yeah like i said it could be the future at some point um it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of how it's regulated i'm sure there'll be regulations and stuff but if it does actually go through it i don't know i mean that's something we may hear more about next year um 2024 but uh yeah at least i mean this was certainly for me i think the most kind of intriguing or interesting article um when i was coming through everything I'm just like yeah it's i still i still kind of read that title and i'm like like it just doesn't seem real i guess but but yeah it's uh something they're looking into and something that could be the future of how uh, you buy video games i guess so. crazy crazy stuff like i don't know it's
0: it's incredible terrified of ai <laughs> just... you know but i yeah and I, I will say
1: it. i'm impressed by apple's like base id like uh, it's pretty cool i mean i can't lie That's about true.
0: that yeah Google has one too, I'm sure, on their uh, Android phones. I use ChatGBT. I've been using ChatGBT to uh, troubleshoot. Mm-hmm. Like I just showed you before we started recording. I had it writing scripts for me. I like If I get confused and I'm trying to set something up on a computer and I'm getting error codes, I will literally give a description of what I'm trying to do on my system, the hardware, everything that you could possibly need to know, copy and paste the error code, and then it gives me a checklist of things to try. Like two or three of them. Two or three times that I've done that, it's helped me out, like real quick and saved me a lot of time. Instead of like diving into Google and falling into a forum or Reddit, <laughs> and like you're just deep in in the interwebs, you know.
1: Yeah. No, I feel you. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it certainly can be helpful, and I'm curious to see how it's kind of leveraged, I guess, in the future. But, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'll be curious to see the CSR if this facial recognition thing goes anywhere. If the ACRB like really tries to punch it, it seems like they want to. So, um, we'll yeah. see. Uh see how it goes in the, in the uh next year yes but i think we move on to number two mike my number yeah I, you got? I, I thought it was number two something i thought was super fascinating um something i thought is kind of paving the way for the future of video games um and that is good old uh forza motorsport releasing yeah i thought, I thought you would go with that accessibility features um yeah for blind players so essentially allowing like blind players to play a racing game uh, effectively through accessibility and um yeah it was a it's a very interesting article and it was very uh it, it just like i see stuff like this uh like you rarely see stuff like this but uh, this is certainly a step in the right direction for kind of allowing um you know making games more accessible in the future and particularly racing games which i think are primarily visual right um yeah, <laughs> for the usually, most part yeah um and yeah, I mean, and the big thing too is this also won kind of the Accessibility Award at the Game Awards. It um, did. And rightfully so. I mean, it's uh, kind of insane stuff. So we covered this. This is episode 16. This was the week of the draft too, which is also why we're wearing Panther's jerseys in this draft. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, the memories. Um, Yeah, but, uh, you know, that part didn't age well, but this aged fantastically because more uh, <laughs> people get to play Forza, you know? stuff.
0: So. I have... A- I have actually yet to play Forza Motorsport. I, I've only been playing Forza Horizon 5. It is fantastic. Admittedly, when it came out, it wasn't particularly good. The servers weren't connecting properly because it was just so busy and slammed. But I did hear that Forza Motorsport, it also won that award. But overall, it was a complete product when it came out, which is really cool.
1: Yeah. Which we always love. right. Um... But yeah, I mean, it's cool to see, I mean, you know, Microsoft consulting people and bringing in, um, you know, there's some studios now that have hired kind of, you know, accessibility coordinators and, you know, um, you know, supervisors and advisors and stuff like that. I think it's really cool. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of games now, I think, especially kind of more single, single player, like, you know, focused games kind of, you know, trying to make things as accessible as possible. Um, so, I think it's really, uh really interesting to see. But, um, but yeah. I say good on you know Forza and good on a, good on that team for you know trying to make that make that a priority. So Yeah. Cool the other see. thing
0: to mention too is it's like it's pushing the boundary of what can be done. So it's like they're the, like Forza Horizon, not Forza Horizon. Forza, Forza being able to appeal and start working for people that are blind makes it like it, it's. Showing that it's possible, even in a racing game where you primarily need to be able to, like, I feel like all games you should be able to see for the most part, uh, is how they're set up just by the nature of video games. But to see that you can still be blind and also play video games, it's like, what else can be done? Like, what's the future gonna show, you know? Um, it, it, like, how, how much augmented reality can we almost get to? Yeah, it's like limitless, that's, you know?
1: That's for real. Um, yeah, but it's cool to see the other accessibility stuff too. I mean, there's some, you know, there's like you do you see like quadriplegic gamers that use utilize the tubes and everything and like the, the uh the breathing apparatuses and it, it's really efficient and it works really well. And it's oh, like yeah. they fry yeah. <laughs> in like FPSs or oh, something. Yeah. It's insane to me. Um kind of that stuff. It's cool to see, but, but yeah, the world of accessibility is kind of increasing, I feel like, and getting more you know, get more broad. Yes. So um
0: Always I think that's game. fantastic. Like, yeah. video gaming is for everybody. Yeah, video gaming I mean, is for everybody. Dude, yeah,
1: that's the thing. Is like, you know, I and I, I always love the tagline and like, Phil. I think Phil said it or someone else said it. Of just like, you know, when when we all play, like, we all win or something like that. Um, I, I probably yeah. butchered that, but you get the idea, right? It's something like, like that. Um, you know, when, you know, when you know, when you know, when more people could play, we all win, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's and that's just true. Like, you know, especially when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's a. It's also to see, so yeah. But you know, more get more gamers, baby. More people on games, winning. I don't know. This is this is this is my second article, Mike? I think this is a. I think it's pretty up there.
0: <laughs> um, I think it's perfect. But what you got, number
1: one? I got. I get. We we did this list kind of quick, but my number one, and I think uh, <laughs> one that uh, one that one that surprised me the most. Kind of stuck out. I, wasn't, I, I certainly wasn't expecting it, but like in hindsight, it was like it may have been inevitable to happen, what was going on. But with the Activision Blizzard stuff going on, there was many court cases that went around and uh, a lot of uh, documents being tossed, and thrown around to the courts, and encryption. And securely transferring documents was not a priority, I feel like, for some of these people. Oh. Uh, so
0: are you are you <laughs> referring to the they tried to black it out with a marker and then you could still read through it?
1: That was part of it. But also just the fact that a bunch of Microsoft's upcoming documentation for their upcoming releases on consoles, controllers, games, pretty much for slide like 10 decks years. all got leaked. And so it's like you're yeah. seeing all this original stuff. Now, again, some of the stuff may change, but hardware-wise, could be hearing some stuff about this next year mike i think uh, for some of this you know kind of the hardware stuff especially
0: you're probably 100 percent correct now it's it was so dude i actually loved it and I, I mentioned it in the episode where somebody made a comment and it was so true like how how big of a gamer phil spencer is the ceo of xbox that this okay. was going down it was leaked it was going viral on everywhere Mm -hmm. like all news articles all news outlets were reporting on it talking about microsoft's next next big thing for xbox huge news huge leak right probably one of the biggest leaks i think of the last couple of years definitely bigger than the call of the grand theft auto one and so the funny thing is it's like people like what's phil spencer doing and then they looked at his xbox live profile and he was playing starfield or (laughs) elden ring or something (laughs) like play playing a game for like Three hours. <laughs> yeah. It was probably but so man just feeling, like
1: you know. Yeah, serious. he was just
0: like I'm just gonna play games, man. <laughs> yeah, but And then he, he made it. Yeah, and then he made a tweet. He's like, "Hey, yeah, those leaks are true. They're kind of outdated. Things are susceptible to change. Please temper your expectations." Then he just left it at that. Like, <laughs> didn't go after anybody. It wasn't like a lawsuit.
1: It wasn't. It was just like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it certainly is what it is. But yeah. We are getting, dare I say, like a trash can looking Xbox. And I'm not saying by like, <laughs> it's a trash can, but it's just, it's modeled after the Apple Pro computer that literally looked like a trash can, because it had like a hole in the center. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I think it's, uh yeah, it's in Brooklyn. It's it's so crazy, I didn't even think I realized this at the time, and I'm sure we covered it, I just don't remember, but it's actually like supposed to be an all-digital Xbox Um. kind of going towards that diskless like era that we're entering. There's been um, rumors
0: about that for a while now, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, it's uh yeah, it's kind of where this is heading. Um new Wi Fi technology, new Bluetooth technology and all that. We have a controller. The controller is pretty insane. It's supposed to be like uh it's, you know, utilizing new Xbox technology, wireless two, um, it's direct to cloud, which I think, you know, you could just connect it directly yeah. to wherever it is. Uh it'll be kind of enabled that way to connect directly to the server hopefully give you a better connection um just like to a tv and then back and i don't know look i'm not a networking expert the point is this uh this controller i think too like design wise it's like half white and black at least the initial kind of default design it looks pretty sick um yeah the d-pad looks pretty swift Looks pretty nice um yeah it's uh it, you know mod- modular thumbsticks too which you know um kind of it's you know the series, oh, I think, it's yeah, Elite Series 2 or whatever kind of that sort of thing. Um, always cool to see that, yeah. It's got Lift Awake, which you know, I don't know how I feel about that kind of stuff. I mean, there was, there was a lot of like kind of new, uh, you know, interesting features, kind of, but it does have rechargeable, swappable batteries, you know, you, you gotta love that, pretty cool. Um, all that, so. Yeah, um it, what's, what's nice too though is that the new controller is supposed to have haptic feedback, which you know, Xbox users have been wanting, I'm sure, and you know, PS five no right? go all over <laughs> that, you know. PS five love yep. haptic feedback. I heard it's really good. So it's cool to see that Xbox is finally getting on that with the console or a new controller. Have you not used any PlayStation controllers? Um like PS four I have, not PS five though. Um
0: Oh yeah, you gotta get on that, man. Yeah. yeah. Next time you're in town, come over we'll get you working on the PS5 Edge and uh, just working on the PS5 controller. I yeah, use it pretty frequently.
1: Program. Yeah. Um you know GTA 6 on the horizon. That may, I mean it's what probably gonna be a year and a half from now that may be a time for me to uh finally invest in a console cuz I don't know when that John is coming out on PC, you know what I'm saying, Mike. <laughs> That's
0: a good point. Yeah. I mean we got over a year. So mm-hmm. maybe they can get the PC version up to stuff and then we don't have to worry about that issue. Yeah, it's true. if i gotta wait a couple of days we gotta wait a couple of days i still am i'm not sure even if campaign and multiplayer is going to launch at the same time
1: yeah it may so, not it may strategically yeah. not too it might not even be a technical thing and it's like
0: would you play I the story think, <laughs> i think it's gonna be strategic i yeah. think
1: so um, but yeah oh, on top of boss xbox stuff too I mean, we got full-on details regarding their uh Kind of their game releases too, <laughs> like where there's like
0: their entire out. business model. That's what it was. It's like the slide. It, they're they're basically slides from yeah. uh, a presentation, probably at. I don't want to say like the the executive level, but definitely some type of marketing level, or like business development level.
1: Yeah, because this is like so. If we look at this chart here, yeah, and like I mentioned, I mentioned Game Wars. I'm surprised we didn't see any Xbox related hardware stuff, but I totally forgot like the timeline when these are supposed to launch (laughs) and they had them. So the timeline was like, you know, in June of 2024, kind of that physical year is when they would do the controller launch. So around there, probably like the event, sure, around there, Um, like, you know, summer game stuff. September, they released that, you know, one terabyte, I guess, Series S upgrade, get the Series X upgrade around November, kind of the holiday season next year so fiscal year 2025 that would be because i guess i guess we're currently in fiscal year 2024 right <laughs> for xbox so. i think so yeah, yeah so um yeah it will kind of be uh yeah it's because so and they're saying kind of you know around the summers when they're gonna kind of announce the consoles um so i don't know summer games fest is what i'm pretty much what i'm saying like summer games fest could pop off for xbox in 2024 so could be quite the show you know what I'm saying?
0: I think I think yeah, Summer Games Fest is probably gonna be where we see all the major announcements out of Xbox. I think because of the leak, they're probably not gonna talk about it for a while. I think Summer Games Fest might be the ideal time like six months later. Some people might actually forget about the leaks, you know? Yeah. So so they could just it might be a fresh a, a refresh of what people think are gonna happen, but it's a little bit more
1: solidified. Yeah, for sure. Um they also to talk about you know, a luxury controller it was not currently funded at the time of the speed release, but it was certainly on the docket. Um, yeah, new cloud. They had a bunch of like blade. wild stuff up there. Yep. Yeah, new elite controller, I guess. Uh, console customization, uh, earbuds, media remote. This is totally out of scope <laughs> for what they would make. But I guess they were pitching ideas yeah. probably at some point. hundred percent for that. A handheld, Brainstorming
0: dude. Techniques.
1: Where's the Xbox handheld? We had the PS4 handheld? Oh wait, Switch. Dude, it's, it... Ooh man! Where's the Xbox? Dude, remember when the Xbox 360 was out? And maybe it was just me, but the Xbox 360 was out, and there was always rumors about what if they did like an Xbox 180, and it was like a (laughs) handheld? Or is that just (laughs) The Xbox 180? It would have been sick marketing, dude. Kidding me? I really would.
0: I think Xbox could definitely do it. Whether or not they want to is a different thing. They're so geared towards the cloud now. Uh, I mean, they're just gonna make it so you have a, a device that can be streamed to from the cloud. Um, and at that point, just go grab a tablet. And that's why they have a partnership with Samsung now. Yeah. Like Samsung Fair TVs um. now have cloud gaming and tablets as well. Yeah. So do you yeah. really need a handheld?
1: It's very, yeah, that's a good point, I think. Good point. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you, you see all that kind of stuff. I think, uh, I think it'd be interesting, too. You know, I, part of me also thinks about what if there was a timeline. I mean, there has to exist a timeline where it's like you have the Xbox, the Xbox 360. But then Xbox just went down the kind of naming convention timeline like PlayStation did with this PS2, 3, 4, 5. What if they just did like, you know, if Xbox like 360, 480, 720? Like what if they just went down the line? <laughs> so you get Not to like Xbox would... 1080? I mean... That'd be uh, kind of you know, cool. Be kind of cool, can't lie. You can kind of do a sequential thing like PlayStation did. But yeah. Um. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the next one is going to be called. That's always like a fun conversation to have. Like... What could it possibly call, be called?
1: Yeah. I don't so know. They did
0: the Xbox Series X, and the Seems S. X. It's like, no. do you do Z now? The Xbox Z. Yeah, no. Z?
1: That's the thing is they they change it up with every kind of iteration, which you know. I mean, sure, I guess, but you know.
0: Yeah, naming it the Xbox One was really frustrating though, because anytime I tried to Google or like stuff when I was doing retro stuff for like the original Xbox, I would type in original Xbox. And then people also online call that the Xbox One the original Xbox, like the first Xbox. It's like, no, 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 no. I mean, like 2001 Xbox. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Help. Not
0: Xbox One. Yeah, so. no.
1: Yeah, that's actually, that's funny. I'm trying to find the actual one. Um, yeah. I mean, later on this episode, I, you know, there's also, we talked about, like I mentioned before, kind of some of the game leaks. You know, the ZeniMax management forecast is what they called it, but it was kind of like where they were initially planning to release stuff. I'm assuming this was, I don't know, 2019 maybe, I guess. That's kind of where this seems to be, <laughs> where this timeline was originally written. Uh, but it's really funny because they talk about, you know, Doobie Eternal was set to come in 2020. Um, you know, a New Elder Scrolls, DLC, Fallout Wastelanders, Deathloop was set to be 2020. That was 2021, I think, when it came out. It was like a year behind. Yeah. Um, and then the funniest one, starfield 2021 we just got that game four months ago <laughs> talking about yeah. trying to release that um at 2021 um redfall 2021 just got that game and uh didn't age well it's was, it was kind of butt so <laughs> it's like kind you know, of yeah, it's <laughs> like, considered uh,
0: one of the worst games of the year believe uh, it or not easily
1: easily yeah it's rough um stupid turtle dlc was 2021 i yeah uh ghost fire tokyo he had some others Fallout Worlds, seventy six. I don't know. Indiana Jones game, twenty twenty two. Mike, I haven't even heard anything on this game. Yeah, and it's twenty twenty four, essentially. You know, it's crazy, man.
0: Um, isn't there a new Indiana Jones TV show coming out?
1: I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I think there's
0: something coming out for Indiana Jones. I mean, it's a great IP. Yeah, it's going to bring in a lot of like eyes. Yeah. So I would imagine they were trying to sync it up with the game.
1: Yeah, I mean. Another one that caught eyes on this list, Oblivion Remaster. Kind of, yeah. you know, I mean, one of the go-to games. Remaster that. Um, Starfield DLC was set for 2022. That ain't coming out until maybe at? next year, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they haven't so, even mentioned that, I don't think. I mean, it's been so early. Bit, yeah. Yeah, so uh, early. Yeah. Doom Year Zero? I don't know what that is. Is it the next Doom entry? I have no idea. That was so smart cool uh, this year. <laughs> I think that might have... Did that not come out? Let me actually look that up. I, pfft, I'll be honest. I don't know. Um, it kind of sounds familiar, but I have no idea.
0: Okay, there's a sorry, Year Zero. Yeah, Year Zero. Apparently, it's been apparently it's canceled.
1: Oh, oh, oh. There's okay. also okay.
0: Doom Zero, which is okay. like a. Uh, okay. It's the older one. There. Yeah, I, I guess it's gone. It's,
1: ggs ggs didn't age well project platinum was on 2023 I don't know what the heck that is but uh <laughs> it's end of the year haven't seen that um the funniest one <laughs> which dude these productions were insane and I, I think it was obviously before pandemic maybe they thought maybe they were oh being yeah all optimistic, of this had right? to be um being yeah. optimistic but I mean you're talking elder Scrolls 6 2024 come on fam that's not coming out till 2028 if we're lucky like I will be like yeah, so thirty. True. You understand? I'll be thirty-one. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know math, <laughs> but I'll be <laughs> exiting my twenties probably by the time that comes out. Um, so it will be know. an old man. <laughs> Crazy dude. Crazy stuff. Um. Yeah. Fallout Three Remaster next year. I I would love a Fallout Three Remaster personally because it's one of my favorite games. Um. But yeah, I mean that was on there. A Ghostwire Tokyo sequel was supposed to be next year. Yeah, it's you know. Year zero DLC. Yeah. Now we got a TV show coming. Which that's is pretty true. crazy. Yeah, very true. I'm um, excited to see that. Got a trailer at the game awards. Some stuff there on it. Um Yeah, very exciting stuff. But but yeah, needless to say that forecast did not pan out like and uh, something that did not age well over the course of the last three years. But um, you yeah, know, it's how it is in the uh, video game industry.
0: It's very true. I think that's a pretty good list.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is uh yeah, I mean you know, overall that was kind of my, you know big, I think, points of the year. That was kind of, you know, where I sort of think, you know, we uh you know kind of did a lot of that. We we could always do there's a couple honorable mentions I think I could certainly uh, include. I know one for me um was the fact of uh um yeah so yeah you know, Blizzard uh obviously kind of ditching the OWL and then we kind of talked about that a little yeah. bit and that was kind of one of yours um kind of surprising. Yeah it's a little bit surprising I guess um kind of out of nowhere Doing that, um, you have game battles closing shop, um, kind of getting uh, canned with <laughs> after the actual Blizzard deal, um, unfortunate stuff there. Another one that's you know a, another good kind of story closure I think throughout this year, um, which we just got an update for a couple of days ago was the fact that E3 is officially over, like forever, yeah. um, gone, that's, gone. That's yeah, they, they're no longer even going to attempt to try and bring it back. They announced, yeah. say, so. everybody
0: pulled out, and they're doing uh, Summer Games Fest, or they're doing their own uh, premiere, yeah. like like Nintendo Showcase is doing all the time. Mm-hmm. Nintendo Direct and then Xbox Showcase, and what does PlayStation do again? They have it's a name. Do you remember? Um,
1: what was that? Trying to think.
0: Do so. So we got Xbox Showcase. We have Nintendo Direct. What is PlayStation called theirs? Do you remember?
1: Um, uh, I can't remember it. State of play, I think.
0: Yeah, that's it. State of play. That's what it is. Yeah, so I think that's where they're going to be predominantly showing their IPs within their ecosystem for each three of the major, um, I guess, consoles. But when it comes to like showing everything else that everybody wants to see, it's going to be Summer Games Fest. And yeah. the uh, the
1: game awards. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of like the big points now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the end of an era, too, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I remember just, I remember waking up and when I was younger and watching like, you know, Wii trailers <laughs> and like announcements and stuff like yeah. that, you know, when I was like really young. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit upsetting, but also I, I like that the Summer Games Fest is a thing. And I like how Jeff Keighley kind of is keeping it alive, you know, in some aspect of like nice. having announcements and kind of, you know, you know a lot of stuff to discuss around the industry and have a place for people to show off their games and still have because i still love the i like i said i i will forever love the showcases and kind of the the spectacle that is you know these events so i feel like it's never gonna like leave me and i i see a lot of like i I do see a lot of like pessimistic stuff online you know you know kind of criticizing these events and like sure there's like a ton of ads or maybe it's not as like you know um i don't don't even think it's that bad yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, like, and I know, like, you know, some people think that there's a lot of bias on like Jeff's side for like you know, how often he gives time to people, kind of, you know, play, you know, whether that's like in the presentation or anything like that. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, I still think it's a great show. So I mean, that's just <laughs> that's my opinion. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I still enjoy seeing it. I think, and uh, it I, seems I, like a I'm lot of right people are you. like, you know, <laughs> they're just like, oh, I don't like it. But, yeah, uh, I think it's cool. Very cool stuff e3 uh e3 yeah e3 dying that's uh rather unfortunate but kind of just uh is what it is at this point yeah so. yeah
0: i i think it's kind of due though it's unfortunate i think we even talked about it's like without e3 what's going to be there and then the answer became summer games fest yeah it just and became the, more, the, and more obvious right
1: the last like, yeah
0: yeah it, it just basically became e3 again and I, I like it because summer games fest seems a little bit more personable in a way yeah yeah, I think so too. Um from from a viewing like standpoint, like uh just the perspective. But even then, we're a more digitalized world every day. So yeah. maybe it just needed to change to something maybe even rebranding would have helped E3.
1: But yeah, possibly, hey, yeah. Whatever. So uh, Yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, um for sure. But yeah. Um yeah. Yes. I mean a couple other ones too. I mean, I know the Unity attempted to introduce those fees development did that development <laughs> all developers went crazy and they got cooked and reverted it and that was that was funny uh and rather interesting um but yeah it's uh yeah overall industry year for news i mean we, we obviously like i said we didn't mention it but there were a lot of layoffs across the industry Uh, you know so oh yeah very unfortunate stuff to see and um, hopefully we hear less of that <laughs> next year um that's definitely something you know i hope to see less of next year but yeah um Overall, you know, great games, at least this year. I think that was the big thing is we got a lot of great, great games this year. So B twenty. I definitely think this was the makeup
0: year from the year we lost. Yeah. Due to the pandemic. So. So all the games came out. That was really cool. I actually have you'll be surprised to hear this from my list that I told you I did like basically not not the articles in particular that were my like top five stories, but the overall themes throughout the year. Yeah. Uh I don't even think I have one that matches yours, which is pretty interesting.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I like So this.
0: I'll go through them relatively quick because okay. it's not, it's really not much to it. Um so what I got here, let me So the first one I got, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna go in a list in no particular order. Okay. <laughs> These okay. are the lists I wrote them down, not oh, yeah. the list of like yeah. what I think are the best. So the first one being uh Zim and Cronus getting banned.
1: Yeah, that's good. And man. uh
0: yeah, Call of Duty and Rainbow Six Siege both trolling their players that are hacking.
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah, that's good. Love that. Good. I, I
0: love that. It. Uh th- that was really good. There was my next set of themes was the revival of various games from the previous year or in the past. And the three that came right off the top of my head was Battlefield 2042, which yeah, I've been good, playing. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um Titanfall 2 had a massive comeback, if you remember that, for like a Ooh, good yeah, yeah. month.
1: Yeah, Everybody was, so was intense, playing right? that.
0: And then the last one being Cyberpunk 2077, actually oh, yeah. having consistent updates yeah, and good. pretty much polished the game. So that would be my second theme. My third theme, which we did mention briefly, is um like what I would title the year of the handhelds. Just I'm gonna list the ones that are here. I'm gonna okay. first include Nintendo Switch OLED. That's just an upgraded Switch. It is what it is. Yep. But here's what you got. You got the Asus Rogue Ally, the Valve Steam Deck, pretty much like the five different a and tablets that came out. <laughs> you have the Logitech G Cloud, yep. you have Razor Edge Wi-Fi, um, the Lenovo Legion Go, and the last one, and I'm I'm kind of reaching, but it's the Sony Portal.
1: Oh, a PlayStation so, Portal. So,
0: yeah. So that is, yeah, it's been the year of the handhelds, is yeah. what I'm saying here.
1: Yeah, I think you sent me the video of the PlayStation Portal on the plane, right? Like I was using it on the plane. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, that looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I didn't look into how they did it, but yeah. I've been diving deep into networking recently for like personal reasons, trying to get a... Uh, a gaming server working on the cloud. Yeah. So I've been like trying to figure out stuff and I'm like learning a bunch of new stuff and like getting hints at stuff uh, of how some of it works. I'm not an IT professional. I'm not a networking guru. I don't know what I'm doing, but some of the stuff I can kind of make assumptions on. I yeah. think what that guy did was he like somehow VPNed or direct connected to his home network so that he could take the portal wherever he wanted to go because the the PlayStation portal is only supposed to work in your home network. And that's why, like, oh. people said it was like it wasn't a true handheld. Like, your, your PlayStation yeah. needs to be running so that it can stream off of it. So yeah, it's interesting, like... Yeah. It's interesting. It's like he turned his PlayStation into a server that yeah. he uses. I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, makes you wonder how long the PlayStation can go without cycling power. Um, but whatever. I don't have a PlayStation 5, so I'm not exactly sure. But that's a theory yeah. of mine um article theme 4 was generally uh, EU so European Union consumer protection laws so talking about oh, yeah. uh yeah. the the audit from Microsoft Activision merger the interchangeable batteries that are now going to be required on all uh, electronic devices so there are going to be no basically what, what would you even call it like built-in batteries yeah. into all electronic devices they make it so you can actually change them out as you see fit, <laughs> yeah. which opens up like a whole new IP thing. I believe they also, I don't know if it was this year, but they also forced Apple to do
1: USB-C. Yep, that was this year. It was the yeah, iPhone so, 15 that started yeah, using USB-C. It, yep,
0: and then the overall AI usage in the workforce. Yeah. So that yeah. also impacts gaming because developers use AI as well. Yeah. That was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. The finals, by the way, being the most recent example of a dev that uses AI. And they got a little backlash, but they kind of explained themselves and I don't know. It's out now.
0: (laughs) I I think I think AI is a tool that should be respected and used appropriately. Yeah. I I think if you use it as a tool in the correct way, it should be okay. If you start taking away people's artistic abilities and like basically ripping people off or taking that away from them it's like no no you can't that's not cool you can't like far. write you can't like write Beethoven symphonies off of AI and if you do it's like it's not the same as like a human playing it yeah it's not you know it's not I don't know there, there's something hopefully we don't get to the point where you can start artificially creating emotions and it's like dude we're getting to high robot level now <laughs> yeah, and I don't want oh that God, scared, <laughs> I do scared, not want I'm that
1: <laughs> No. So okay
0: the the last one is sad, which is why I said before I, I talked about my oh, list okay uh, of of why I didn't want to put them based on priorities. So the last one I was debating. I was like, do I start bad or do I end bad? But everything that got canceled, all the different games that got canceled, the massive layoffs across all the gaming developers and studios, yeah. and publishers even, and then also the esports organizations that were affected.
1: Oh yeah. Multiple
0: esports organizations basically yeah. like are defunct, close to insolvency. Yeah. They aren't paying people anymore. The content creators <laughs> yeah. are getting dropped left and right. It's it's what? It's still yeah. a problem right now.
1: Yeah. And it's only gonna get worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the first one that comes to mind for me was uh, United, I think. Like, United just e United, yeah. <laughs> they dropped everybody. It was uh, bad. Sentinels was bad. Sen- they, I think they're starting to get kind of bad. Um, yeah, well,
0: Sentinel said they were about to run out of money within a month and a half. Yeah. Unless they got f- more funding, and then they, they got fixed. Phase uh, stock basically oh, yeah. inversed. Shit, what, they lost everything. Yeah, it's still exists, though. I think they're taken off of the uh, stock market, though, which is also insane. 100 Thieves was one of the few ones that actually pivoted to start creating games. I thought yeah. That was really interesting.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, I think. If I'm not mistaken, I, were there layoffs? I think even at 100 Thieves, I'm pretty oh, sure yes, there's there like were layoffs everywhere. Yeah, I mean, but they had know. to lay off,
0: they were laying off their uh, editors, uh, their editors, and like marketers. They were laying off, I think. Mm. But they also they yeah. they did the massive layoff, like massive, they did their layoffs on uh the same week they announced that they were changing to a game studio. Yeah, and they, you know, so it, it made it seem like they were just trying to. I guess, redirect the entire business and certain people's positions became irrelevant and they were like, we don't need you anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, they were trying to do at one point. I mean, they, they restructured stuff too. I mean, they, I think they split away from that juvie or whatever. That's kind of its own yes. entity now. and, and Yeah. So uh, not necessarily affiliated, but, but yeah, and there was a, there, yeah, there's also a crazy rumor going around that, that Nate shop is no longer the CEO. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> Google's yeah, I, I saw that, and, but uh And then like he said on stream, like, unless I say I'm like something's changed, nothing's changed kind of thing. (laughs) I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, When I see stuff like that, man, like, I I don't know. Maybe it's because I follow the English media a lot and English news media is very clickbaity and it's almost slanderous in a way. It's like they'll hear one little hunch and then they'll just go off the freaking rails and (laughs) then just say like, this is what's going to happen and it, yeah. it'd been like that forever. So I read that stuff all the time. So when I saw Nate Shot lost the CEO position, I was like that is not true. Like yeah. immediately. I was just like there's no way he would give up that type of position. There's no way. I can understand if he was too busy, but he just announced the past year that he's creating a game studio. He wants to be highly involved and he was very excited for his new endeavor. His new partner is like wants him to run it. Yeah. Like very serious about Nate Shot being involved. And it's like why would you get rid of somebody like that unless like unless their new game studio is b- horrific,
1: sure. you know. Yeah, I don't know. I will say though, I, he I just, does stream a lot, <laughs> like of COD and whatnot. Like I've been seeing yeah, him I don't, on like a lot, and I'm just like, I mean, you know, I guess he makes his own schedule. I'm sure, but it's like, geez, yeah, he's yeah, for a lot sure. But
0: yeah. Yeah, maybe he just wants to play COD. Who I mean,
1: knows? I can't blame him. You know. Yeah, it's you know.
0: I mean, t- hey, hey, Doctor Disrespect streams a lot too, and he's
1: also making a game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he also has a lot of responsibility too. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing of like I mean, and they're both kinda like that. I guess streaming's kinda the main thing. I know Doc for sure, right? Like that's how he, oh, like, that's, he was yeah, he was working at he was working on advanced warfare <laughs> call of duty. Yeah. Um and then he kind of left that and actually, you know, found a career in content creation. So I was, mean, so, you know, invested in Boom TV and now he has Midnight Society and he's got he's got so much crap now. Yeah.
0: So, it's crazy. Yeah. My man's crushing it. Um uh, I've been watching his content recently and it's getting me excited to like start streaming again. And I'm like, dude, I, I got to figure out what I want to do because when you watch doc stream, it's, he has a character to him that just makes him infinitely more entertaining than I think any other streamer right now. And it's been this way for what? Five years. Yeah. Since like 2018 is like really when he popped off 2017,
1: 18. Yeah. 17, 18 for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's just... he started he started growing in the H1Z1 days. You're talking like 2015, exactly. Like, yeah, you know, right peak Yeah, it was like H1Z1,
0: or... 1, PUBG, and then uh, Fortnite was there too. He didn't really get into the Fortnite stuff. I think yeah. he stayed on PUBG for a while. I think COD, yeah, Warzone. Yeah. Then it was over. It was like that's it. that's what it was. And then he got kicked off Twitch, and for reasons nobody has ever announced, and he's apparently suing them and all this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, Who but knows then, what you know, comes of that. I'm on YouTube now. Yeah. popping off
0: he, he's he's then oh my gosh i was actually watching a clip this is this is what the type of person he is that's so funny he was playing with courage jd and tim the tap man seems like those are the only two guys he can play with because huh? <laughs> they're they're not twitch partners he's banned from playing with any mm-hmm. guys on twitch uh so he's he's playing with them uh, not warzone they're on fortnite he's like why aren't you guys playing warzone and he notoriously had like dr disrespect notoriously had a very difficult time installing the game and it just would not work he spent hours doing it and he was like guys did you know that uh they actually keep track of who the number one streamer is per category on on youtube so you can like go look it up for category i mean like games yeah the one for the new cod was dr disrespect and he spent his entire stream talking all the shit about (laughs) the developer (laughs) and the game doesn't work it kept crashing on him it was some of the funniest clips i think i've watched in a long time and that's why this uh, this recent talk and, like, excitement I have for streaming is, like, he's just having a great time with his boys, and they're yeah. just joking.
1: It's it's, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was, I, yeah, like, come of more thing like that. I, I thought it was, I I was very, like, honest, I, I was, like, honestly cheering for Doc whenever some people, like, some streamers started leaving Twitch for other platforms, because I'm, like, he can finally, like, play with his boys again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he finally is start, to, like, you yeah. know, doing that. So, I, I was, like, when Tim left for YouTube, I was, like, oh, He's about to play with Doc again, and it's gonna be a time like, and it was, it is awesome, it is,
0: dude.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so you know, happy for Doc in that regard, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool, man. It's cool to see uh, see all this stuff, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think your kind of themes were like spot on, and yeah, that's stuff that I honestly just like you know, forgot about, I think, for some of that, so yeah, it's uh.
0: That's why I was excited yeah. that we didn't match because you yeah. didn't show me your top five and I was like, oh, this could be like a fresh little thing. No influence about
1: like what yeah. each other. That's thinking. what I'm saying. Like I didn't want to like I did. And that was part of it. Like I was just like, oh, you know, I'm gonna do my own thing. And then I kind of want it to be like a surprise on both ends. <laughs> like what? You know, yeah. Thought, so. Yeah. Very cool stuff. But yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, I don't know, Mike. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we we got a decent amount. I think we covered pretty much everything kind of, of the year and kind of how it all went. Um, You know what? Like, you know, we, we have, you know, Ladies and gentlemen, we have another season coming up, season five. We do. Uh, I, you know, I, I think next year, I'd, like I like said, I definitely want to try and do some guests again. I think that'd be sick. Absolutely, um, I agree with that. guests on the show, and yeah, maybe maybe at some point experiment with like the live streaming stuff, so you can maybe set that up and maybe try like a live episode, um, see kind of how that goes. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, maybe we should we should
0: just do it in Discord. You think doing a Discord first, see if we get any yeah. hiccups, and then after that, because what we could do is like. You can do what you're doing right now, where you're running pretty much the whole show with the recording aspect and the formatting, and then I could just live stream what we're doing right here, like no different than what we've been doing, yeah you know, yeah, I think that could actually work. We're just two speakers, you're streaming uh the articles, and then we just this just becomes the 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 live show isn't the same as the official publication,
1: yeah oh yeah think, that's true too, yeah, that's that's yeah. Like, that's, Okay. That's it could be kind of—it could That's be kind of really like
0: right. a uh, like a Patreon access, no? Uh, <laughs> something like <laughs> Discord that, subscribe? like a behind-the-scenes. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh no, we can brainstorm. There's so many things we can do. We're basically not going to have another episode until the first or second week of January, depending on our schedules. And yeah. honestly, depending on what happens the first week of January, because most of the time around this time of year, everything shuts down. Even like journalists will go home for the year okay. <laughs> and just everybody's off everybody's yeah. hanging out and when people come back they're very sluggish uh not a whole lot of announcements are going to happen specifically from any of the developers or studios
1: yeah i mean i think you know typically like you know i think i think this year we kind of did like the second week i don't know it could we could i mean i'm not, i don't want to announce anything on the spot but you know potentially like you know maybe like january 12th around there probably be a good time that's to what i was <laughs> thinking the first one yeah that's what I'm.
0: That's what I'm thinking. I yeah. mean, for context, we did January thirteenth at yeah. the start of la- of the season.
1: It's in lines? That gives us a month, right? I mean, essentially, yeah. it's gonna yeah. be. Can month. even
0: brainstorm? Maybe do a revitalization again. I really like what you did this season. I don't think we really need to change it unless people yeah. hate it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's and I mean, yeah, and you know, that's that's something we can talk offline for sure. Like meet up a couple times, yeah. maybe throughout the throughout the off season, and kind of see if we want to change anything. Know, yeah sure can i set some goals so yeah i mean yeah, i don't know i, I think forward, in the meantime forward to uh yeah. look forward to next year i think it, it was a good year and you know you know like I said you know i you know I'll, I'll do this once a year i mean i i have to thank mike for letting me kind of join you oh, on this oh, show on. because this was you know this is two years now we've been ongoing and it's been consistent and, uh you know it's cool to have something I, I have something to kind of look forward to every week which is awesome so you know it's, it's, it's a, a perfect
0: like midweek social hour between friends Yeah. It is where we right? get to just kind of like dive into the stuff that normally, or like, to be honest, we might miss if we weren't doing the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then we get to like just bounce each other, like, bounce uh, ideas off of each other, get excited about new games. And uh, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Match sweaters in a way.
1: Saying. Um, yeah. I think, <laughs> I, I think too, like, you know, for me, I want to try and like play some more indie stuff next year so I can have some more indie oh, experiences sure. to talk about. Kind of, uh, and get more familiarized with that side of things because, you know, we talk, we always hype indie ups, hype indie games up, and rightfully so. And I don't know, I want to play some as well. So, yeah, I want to be yeah. better about that next year, you know? It's kind of maybe a resolution. <laughs> um, but yeah. Would
0: somebody say a New Year's
1: resolution? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think, Mike? What do you, you got anything you're looking forward to next year? Or anything you want to maybe, you know, get into? Um, uh, next year,
0: uh, I don't know about next year because I don't like waiting for the New Year's resolution. I have personal goals that, I want, that I've already set for myself that I plan okay. on starting on Monday and
1: okay. pretty much like okay. starting
0: this weekend, just getting into it. But I got a lot of things happening next year in a personal life matter. I'm going to be doing a little bit more traveling, so we're going to have to work out some stuff. We might miss a week or two, or you're going to have to do a solo show. Uh, Sweet. We will work <laughs> that out. Maybe that could be the day when we get a guest on. That yeah. would probably We, Ooh, could, like we a, could start,
1: play. dude. What if it's like a guest host? That'd be kind of cracked. I See, the dude, thing is, like, I, I like I don't know if we have, don't like, do better than me though. that <laughs> <laughs> would be kind of like, I if you know, I, I guess I guess episode would be kind of cool. I just don't know if we have like a. Uh, I don't know how much connections we have of like someone who's like maybe has tapped in or like is interested in gaming news. It's kind of hard to at least in our. I think in our kind of circle, at least in my circle, I don't really have <laughs> anyone like that. But I don't know. Could be an idea. I. I got like one or two people that would
0: kind of be interested in doing it. Yeah, I have one person that's been asking me. One of my close friends I've known for years. He's just like, "Yo, when am I coming on, on? Coming on the pod?" <laughs> yeah, we just like, "Yeah, we got to work something out. We haven't had anybody on, so yeah. we could bring him on. That could be a, yeah. be a good time.
1: Yeah, it'd be cool to do but that. Yeah, I, mean, uh,
0: I do. Yeah,
1: I have people in mind, you know, about who we can head up for guest stuff. So definitely want to pursue some of that next year. So,
0: Excited. I think we will, and go into some type of conventions or anything um to work through and. Get some actual, like, maybe industry-related guests that we've never met before. Dude, I, like, honestly,
1: a bucket list item for me would be to get, like, you know, a dev on of some sort, right? Whether it's, like, ND or AAA, and just kind of their brain, but...
0: (laughs) I 100% think we can do that. I I do like this aspect that we have right now where we did an entire season of establishing what we're trying to do, and now we can implement guests with that. I think that could be a really solid idea and possibly a unique idea yeah for people
1: yeah that's a good point dude the fact that we kind of just rocked it like just did our thing this year i mean it's kind of yeah. it's kind of badass kind of rock star you know what i'm saying like <laughs> <that's> kinda, <laughs> let's go <laughs> that's hardcore man we just kind of did our own thing it's pretty sick um good deal yeah. man
0: yeah mike all right we we've rambled for quite some time i think i think this is the part where we wrap up the end of the season so, what do you say I uh, yeah, I guess. I I guess in the meantime, uh, for everybody that's listening, watching, still, we appreciate you. Obviously, thank you very much. Like, subscribe, comment below. Tell us what you think we should do um, in the future. Suggestions, right? Yeah, suggestions. As little as like, maybe you don't like the font, or like, I don't even know what to say. Color scheme, (laughs) templates. uh, Let us know. We really appreciate it. We have a Discord. We have Twitters. We got everything. Just come yell at us if you want to. And yeah. That's pretty much all I got if you want to sign them out for their year. Yeah, I don't know.
1: It was a good year, Uh, a lot of good games, a lot of, uh, you know, mixed news, but I think overall it was a solid, like, at least our show, I enjoyed it. I think another year of growth, and uh, I don't know, I'm definitely excited for next year, so it'd be nice to have a little break and then recoup, hibernate, and give you guys some good content, so excited. Thank
0: excited. all right, cool. I, I got nothing else to add. So I guess without further ado, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching season four of the M2 podcast, and we'll see you in the next season, early January. See you in season five. Peace out. Bye, everyone. Adios.